Nix was waiting for her father to finally get back to the house. She had known that he was always finishing being on the grass field around 19. She camped near his usual way out of the place, away enough for him not to see her. The sky was slowly turning grey, so she knew that she would have to work under the cover of the night. She had finally heard him approaching, so she decided to hold her breath. The wind was barely there, she couldn't risk her father hearing her somewhere near. And she had to see him to be sure that he had left the field. Shazam passed by her without even noticing that he wasn't there alone. Probably he was under influence of something. That would totally explain why he is so passive when my mother expresses her discontent, Nyx thought, rolling her eyes. If everything that was happening with him was just a matter of drugs, she really wanted to beat up her father as much as it was possible. When she made sure that the area was clear, she decided to start what she had planned. First of all, she lighted the lamp she had taken with her to allow herself to see something. It wasn't much, but she was aware that too much light could attract some curious eyes and that was something she preferred to avoid. She had her little hoe with her, so she used it, taking small areas of the grass in the wall away from her father's way to the plantation. She planted the seeds she had bought on the market earlier that day and she watered them with the can she had also taken with her. It wasn't much, but the water she had used supposedly was buffed by some magic. She paid for it a lot, even though the enchanter who provided her with the magic gave her a discount regarding her cuteness. Next rolled her eyes. When would they learn that the fact that she was underage and wanted to plant some shit didn't mean that she was cute? For shit's sake, I have already killed a person, she thought bitterly. If they knew, they wouldn't even consider naming me cute. If they believed you, she shrugged, replying to herself. She sighed, shaking her head. Everything was just too difficult to deal with sometimes, and lately she had been feeling like she didn't want to deal with all of that anyway. After an hour, Nyx was done with digging, planting, and watering with magic-infused water. The enchanter said that after two or three days, the crops should be ready to pick. The girl was praying for it to be true, because they were actually in dire need of money, and also she really wanted to make a difference in her own ways of helping her mother. After getting back to her father's usual way out and blowing off the lights, she started going back at her place. She knew that telling Cephalia about what her father was running on the grass field was just a no-go if she wanted anything to be in the old way. It was possible that her mother would just take her father and either kill him or just make him pay for all the years when he was just a leech. She had gotten inside a house. Her mother had already made some food, but her father had already been asleep. Next glance at the clock standing in the corner. It was quarter past 22. How was your day? She had heard Cephalia's voice. She shrugged, not really keen on talking about what she had discovered. As usual, I was in the library for a while, then in the woods. She stayed at approaching the table. She had seen some groats with veggies. Mm. She knew that she couldn't ask for anything better. She started beating herself internally that she didn't think, again, about just going to the woods for hunting some rabbits. The point was, she was too slow for them. She couldn't use a bow and she wasn't able to set traps because she couldn't find anyone who was willing to teach her. Shazam had taken care of that by himself. Something new you've learned? Uh, not really, she said on the chair looking at her mother. Mom, when are the scholars coming? Supposedly tomorrow morning they should be near the main square. Cephalia glanced at her daughter as if she tried to see something that Nyx was hiding. Are you okay? Yes, yes, the girl nodded. I'm fine. Nervous? 
I have no idea how the talk would look like. If it would bring anything, that, that is all. She shrugged, not looking at her mother. That was one thing that she was concerned about. What if the scholars would not see anything in her? What if she would just not make even a decent impression on them? And then she would be forced to stay for the rest of her life in the same place. She didn't wait for her mother to reply. She excused herself, saying that she was not hungry, and then she closed the doors of her room, leaning on them with her bag and sighing deeply. Nix knew that she didn't want to stay there. She didn't want to be with her parents all the time. She could figure something out to help her mother have some money before, but then she wanted something different. The village wasn't the place for her. She had felt suffocated there. And seeking the refuge in the library wouldn't work for much more. She needed space. She needed freedom. She sat in her bed, leaning on the wall. She needed to make a good impression on the scholars, but how was she supposed to do that? They were scholars from the academy. The academy was known for having the novitiates from all over the country, and most of them were actually the nobility. She was not. Hell, she wasn't even close to stand by the nobility. And she wanted to get to the academy at some point? Nix felt a crash in her chest as she came to realization that what she wanted was just as impossible as her father becoming a millionaire. She covered herself with a blanket and stuck her eyes outside the window. The stars were shining brightly, giving an idea that there's something different, maybe better, somewhere else, outside the village. But Nix still had this weird feeling that something wasn't for her. Nix, you have a guest. Her mother came around. Her father was supposed to come back late in the evening from the field, probably with another bad news that he had feasted on the grass instead of selling it. Nick sometimes was stealing the sacks that he had by his bed. She had seen him smoking it, but never actually tried herself. Maybe the birthday was actually an opportunity to do so for the first time? For two years at that moment, she had been selling the turnips that she had been planting among her father's grass, not even making him realize what she was doing. Miss Constance praised her creativity not even once, and she also praised her will not to mock people anymore. Well, not that Nix wasn't really doing that, since she didn't want to get out of the form in terms of her fighting or sneaking skills, but she had not killed anybody ever since. The girl looked at her mother quizzically, trying to guess who was that. She had turned her head to the side, and she had seen a muscled yet skinny man with a small beard, mischievous smile and blood-red eyes spreading his arms to greet her. Who is that? She carefully asked her mother, looking at her without understanding. She had never seen him before, so it was kind of weird when he was apparently waiting for some hug. Salos, remember? I've been telling you about him, Cephalia said, and Nix's eyes widened. Salos, the man her mother had claimed was her father. The years of only tales about him, about how he was looking like, that he was trying to help them by giving some trinkets that Cephalia could sell... But those were, as well, years that Nix had never had the chance to get to know him. Salos was always nothing more than a fairy tale, and she was not really sure if it shouldn't stay like that. Even though she decided to actually say something that would be nice, not snappish. You made your time. Yes, and I have a surprise for you, he said with his deep voice. Nix wasn't surprised about that sound. Salos looked like someone who could have a voice like that. Nix didn't really know what was that all about. Please, don't tell me that she will die. Cephalia glanced at him carefully, but he shook his head. 
it'd be possible if she wasn't my daughter. He claimed taking Nix under his wing. We are going to have fun. He told her and the girl smiled unconvinced, her eyes suspicious from over the long scar across her nose. Salas smiled as well, showing the tips of his fangs, and then they both left the house. Where are we going? Nix asked, looking at her companion. They were going to the woods, but it seemed that they were heading the totally different side of it than she usually did. The one that was forbidden for Nixon's always. You are 14 today, Nix, he said, looking at her with softness that nobody would ever suspect him for. That means something special for our community. And what do you mean? As they entered the very dark side of the woods, Salas stopped and turned around to his daughter. Probably nobody had told you before, but you are a half-demon, he started. Nix's eyes widened, but she had not said anything. On one side, she had no idea, but from the other side, she wasn't surprised at all. She was waiting for him to say something more. And we have the tradition that every time one of you turns 14, it's participating in the ritual of adulthood. Nix nodded, but then she scratched her head. Wait, you said we, as me and the other half-demons. What happens to full demons, like you? You couldn't be anyone else's daughter, he chuckled, <laughs> as sharp as ever. As if you know, Nix snorted internally. He was never there, how possibly could he have any idea about her sharpness or lack of it? So, she didn't let him get walking again, she wanted the knowledge. We have the right when we are seven, Salos smiled. Is there anything else you want to know? He knew that Nix wouldn't let him carry on before getting to know absolutely everything she wanted to. She had been like that always, following the information that Cephalia provided him with, and he had no reason not to believe her. And at that moment, everything was nothing but confirmation. Was this... <sighs> what is this ritual about? Will I get something to drink or someone to beat? Yes, you will get the drink as soon as you will defeat the novitiate. If a novitiate failed, they are not getting anything? She raised her eyebrows, seemed not fair to her. It's more on the line of the tournament. You will be paired with people that are powerful like you, and then you will have to defeat them. As soon as you get three wins, you will be able to drink from the chalice of eternity, and then there will be the last part of the whole ritual. Which is? Let's call it a surprise. Salos probably wanted to be enigmatic, but... That made Nix just uncomfortable. It wasn't really something that she wanted to learn about as a surprise. It seemed kind of dangerous. What if I fail three times? She asked just to be secure, but her father started laughing. You are my daughter. You cannot possibly fail, he stated, still chuckling. But if you fail three times, that means that you are not ready and you are not allowed to participate in the proper ritual, of course, if you're still alive. What do you mean, still alive? Even though Nyx wasn't really scared, that had sounded indeed ominous. It's about killing? No, it's not. But some kids are hard to stop when they are getting into the blood rage. You, however, don't need to worry. You're my spawn. You're powerful enough to win with everyone. There was something pressuring in the way he had said it, and Nyx was aware of that. Either way, she didn't mention it, not really keen on the response she could have suspected. 
She had seen him for the first time in her life, and that already was something that was supposed to be a pleasant birthday gift. She had seen Salas two less times in her life to be sure that he was not deadly serious, and she was praying inside her soul for him not to be. She wanted to live, and for her life not to change too much. She wanted to go to some sort of academy if she would be able to, maybe be a warrior or something, but not to die in some sort of very weird ritual that she had not had any idea about. What Salas had said about that didn't blow any of her will to learn more about it. Au contraire, she wanted to know what was the last part so badly. But she knew that if Salas hadn't told her from the very first attempt to know that, he wouldn't do that till she learns that the hard way. When they carried on walking, she reminded herself about the academy. Two years before, she had met the scholars from the academy in the Nevis monastery. She had talked to them, they had seemed to be quite impressed with her performance, and then nothing. They said that they would send her a letter, and, well, she didn't get any. Nothing. For those two years she had been waiting, eluding herself that she would get anything. And she had known that it was completely pointless. If the letter didn't come in the next two months of their visit, that meant that it wouldn't be coming ever. The bitterness of that moment had been haunting her all those years. What did she do wrong? Was it something she did? Was that something she said? That was a mystery and she hadn't understood it since then. But was there any point in even trying? What are you thinking about? Salos asked at some point, seeing that she had been almost absent. Nothing really, she shrugged. Thinking about it was pointless. She had told herself that more than once. But the sourness didn't want to leave. There was still something stinging too much. We're there? We're here. The demon nodded, next raised her head to see the big gate made out of the wood glowing with the slight dark green light. Welcome to the Lashes Refuge. Nyx examined the gate. It looked like a normal palisade, minus the glowing. It had noticeable crack that was probably the point of opening. There was a big round sign in the middle of it. Eight armed colorats, dark green light glowed more for a second and then the symbol broke on half and the two wings of the gate stood widely open. Nyx glanced at it, not really convinced, but after all she didn't have a choice. Salas didn't seem to be forgiving, especially not towards his daughter. Nyx didn't have the problem with accepting that he was her father, but it was even better that way. Shazam was worse and worse every year, but the girl wasn't really convinced if she wanted to do what Salos wanted her to. They passed through the gate and it closed behind them. Nyx felt the shiver running down her spine as if something was breathing a cool air on her neck. Was that real or... She didn't decide to turn around, not wanting for Salas to think that she was scared. The fact was, she wasn't. It was just pure concern, because she didn't know what was waiting for her there. Those people will be your opponents, the demon said, pointing at the bunch of teenagers standing near something that was looking like an arena. Nyx raised her eyebrow. Well, fights she was okay with. Training she had been giving herself throughout the years had made her agile and strong, but she wasn't sure if that was enough for those people. They seemed to know what was that all for and about. And she didn't. She started wondering if trusting Salos was actually a good thing to do. Finally, we have all, said some man in leather chest piece, as if he thought he could get hit during the fights. Come closer, child. What's your name? Nix, she said, trying not to sound hesitant. She had known 
what was her name. Also, she suspected that if she seemed anything else than sure of her position, Salas would just wreak havoc. Walking on a minefield wasn't really her thing. Step ahead, Mix. Join the circle. Let us begin, the man said, and the girl sighed quietly. Was that the moment when she made her father sure that he was too ambitious thinking of her? Her mother was probably disappointed in her by now because of lack of the academy's letter. There was nothing preventing Nix from disappointing Salos. She made three steps ahead, leaving her father there, counting on her abilities not to get killed. She joined the circle as asked, looking around, seeing the faces of kids same as her. They all had red eyes. They all were different. Something that she thought was only her thing. It was because of her blood. And meeting the ones alike was supposed to lead to the fights. So much for bonding, she thought. No face seemed friendly. You all know why are you here, the men started lighting up the torch. You finally are in the age that allows you to join the ranks of half-demons. But the question is, are you enough to be taken there? Nyx didn't react, not letting even a micro-expression to be seen on her face. What was that question even about? Okay, Salos mentioned that the one that wouldn't win a single fight would be kicked out from the final ride, whatever that was, but that man's words sounded like he was about to... how to name it? Announce bloody games and not even the first ones in his life. That made her almost shiver. She didn't allow herself to even twitch, still knowing that Salos was observing her all the time. You shall be challenged today, by the participants, by the odds, by yourselves. Look at each other carefully, for only the chosen ones will be granted the honor of the final ride. The man continued, and Nyx was sure at that moment. She was sure that there would be at least one person who wouldn't go out alive from that situation. She glanced briefly at Salos, who was lurking somewhere behind her. With his hands crossed on his chest and smirk on his face while nodding approvingly to whatever the guy was saying, she was also sure that he was certain about her victory. Nyx shivered. She was good. She had some sort of experience by going into the woods and fighting some people. Sometimes she was fighting back the children in her village. But was that enough? Was all that experience enough to be able to defeat another half-demon? All of the boys she was seeing were looking like they were training for this day their whole lives. The sporadically encountered girls looked inconspicuous, but definitely not defenseless. The girl swallowed hard, trying not to let Salas perceive it. She had not known how perceptive he was, since she had never had a contact with him before, but something was telling her that one fell step, one thing that he wouldn't be satisfied with. Either it, it was a facial expression or word, and something bad could happen. She didn't want to die in her own birthday. Even though she had the slight impression that her mother was actually thinking about something like that when she was allowing them to go together into the unknown. The men, in the meantime, took a big staff that was carried till then by the squire standing a bit behind him. Gnarly stick with a big raw crimson crystal on the top seemed sinister, but there was something that was making Nyx not being able to stop looking at it. The host raised his hands and slammed the lower end of the staff into the ground. The last thing that Nyx heard was a deafening rumbling. <laughs>